0: Hey now, or should I say hi ya! Welcome to episode 21 of Bionic Buzz Celebrity Interview Podcast. I'm Steve Sievers, and if you're a fan of Cobra Kai, the amazing series, and you're in for a treat for this episode, we're going to kick things off with an interview with Zach and Leo, the composers of the Cobra Kai series. We're going to talk about them performing at the Whiskey A Go-Go, the music of Cobra Kai, live, And they had some fun special guests from the series that were there. And we're going to get a tease for Cobra Kai Season 3 and talk about how they feel about their new fans from Netflix. And they also did the music for the new Cobra Kai video game. So take it away, Mr. Robot Voice Guy.
1: Interviews with the composers of Cobra Kai, Zach Robinson, and Leo Bierenberg.
0: All right, man well i i hope you don't mind i'm gonna kind of repeat the same question i talked to you at the on the i guess the comic-con sam thing about the uh entered the dojo the music of cobra kai live since oh okay. it sounds great yeah
2: i mean uh-huh. zach will zach
0: will have much to contribute okay let's let's start with that we'll, we'll get into the video game and then the the netflix success later but um i was so blown away by you know seeing cobra kai the music live you guys perform I felt like I was in an actual episode of Cobra Kai. I can picture, you know, uh, Johnny Lawrence, you know, in the back, drinking some Coors Banquet, you know, and he performed. Or
1: back- Johnny Lawrence right in front of you playing guitar. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. <laughs> so actually, let's
0: start with that, man. How, how did you know that he actually could play it? And how did he get formed about uh, performing this his theme song with you guys? I,
2: don't I actually
1: know. don't remember. Leo might remember.
2: <laughs> we knew he played guitar. I mean, someone told us he played guitar maybe honestly Uh it might have been him um and so then when we were putting the show together and we were like inviting the cast and crew and creators it was just like oh should we ask billy to play and uh he was super on board i i know and uh took it super seriously he showed up to our rehearsal like one or two nights before like to do like a run through and like knocked it out of the park uh and then he uh Surprised Zach on stage a little bit with some uh, some extra extra moves that we yeah, didn't know he, he had been practicing. He
1: learned he learned like the lead guitar part, and he was supposed to be playing the rhythm part. And then you could see me like in the video, like, "Oh, surprising!" <laughs> yeah, he's also like so tall. He's like yeah, really tall, tall and really built, and like legit, you know, practices like martial arts, and like he's. <laughs> He's an intimidating figure, but very nice, yeah. very nice guy. I hope yeah, I'm nice still, guy.
2: I hope I'm still that ripped when I'm his age. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, Definitely that's the goal.
1: <laughs> um,
0: and then he also had another surprise guest, uh, you know, um, I'm blanking on his name. The guy did the You're the Best. Uh,
1: Jason Page.
0: Yes, thank you. How did that get put together? That's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> We've worked with Jason um, on other things. He's a session vocalist in town and he's best known for uh being the singer of the original pokemon theme song um so that's he and he loves to let you know about that and Mm -hmm. we love it because we love the theme song it's like one of our favorites so when we we started working with him and we found that i was like okay any any chance we get to work with him again would be great yeah we and he's such a he's so good with that style too
2: and like the showmanship of it we like we really knew we wanted to do you're the best as as a uh encore final final one um like we had been talking about that since the very 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 beginning it was like oh we got to do you're the best like you know last last call um and so uh and then i don't know it just clicked that that he's the perfect guy to get to come sing it
0: very cool. What was those giant, I guess it was like Japanese drums you had on stage? So I think stage right, you know?
2: Taiko, taiko drums, which we use in the show all the time. And uh, I mean, that was really just some like ridiculous showmanship. <laughs> like, I loved it though. We, you know, <laughs> know, we spent we spent a lot of time being like, how do we make this show like look really cool? And at some point I, I just started like calling up, like I own a Taiko drum. Um, but i was like no we need bigger taiko drums like we need to like i really want to like bang this thing and uh so we just like call up some percussion rental companies and, like, <laughs> i sent my assistant to drive up to santa clarita and came back with just like a freaking car filled with like giant drums it's amazing um that ended up being a big hit so uh i'm glad we did it
1: very cool
0: yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like the 80s. We always had those giant amps that really just will look just for show, but it looked awesome on stage. You know? I mean the dream yeah, would like, be we-
1: the dream would be to have walls of amps and then also have like our drummer Sam like doing the Neil Pert 360 setup with like a gong and like two yeah. gongs in the background. And like that would be the absolute dream.
0: Well, I know you guys yeah. did this at uh, the whiskey, and then you also did it in Spain, right? Was there any talk about yeah. any more of these? I thought this was so cool because I love I love film, TV shows, and music, and combining all that in a live experience was amazing, you know? I The, the reception we got in both places was pretty amazing.
2: Um, Spain was super fun, just as, like, an extra note because we used a local Spanish band. Um, so it was, like, this whole other, like, fun musical collaborative experience where, like, we got off the plane and, like, showed up to rehearsal, and, like, it was a bunch of... Spanish musicians who were all amazing, who had like learned all. The
1: Some musicians. of them were like,
2: kids. They were like yeah, in their early twenties. They yeah, they're younger than us. Like it was, uh, it was great. It was it was really fun. Um, the reception of both was amazing. I think we definitely want to do more. I think we have more tricks up our sleeves, so to speak. Thinking about like season three and beyond with what we could perform, uh, we just uh, can't do a live show right now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, uh, now that the show has come out on Netflix, the following is so, 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 so much bigger. So we're hoping when we can do a live show, like, you know, we can really do something awesome. I don't think there's a lot like film music and TV music is having like a thing right now. You know, mm-hmm. we're in like a, a moment and people want to go see it live. And I think that Cobra Kai translates better than most into actually putting on like a concert. It is oh, fun. And yeah. so like I think with the like Netflix popularity and Zeitgeist,
0: like there's a real opportunity to 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 bring it to the people. Yeah, let's talk about the whole Netflix day. Cause I, I I thought everyone already knew how amazing this show was. And it's in a way it's like it's cool, but I'm also a little offended that like all of a sudden there's a new fan base and people are. Oh, we take, we
1: take it per we take it personally. <laughs> yeah. We hold yeah. grudges. We, we remember every single person that laughed at us when we said it's on YouTube and we remember yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah fuck them
2: all fuck them all um yeah it, it's pretty crazy you know we were talking to john Hurwitz like literally the day before it came out two days before it came out um and he said he was like yeah it's you know hopefully it'll do well but you know it feels like we might kind of be like an indie band who suddenly is like getting signed to a big label and it was like a great metaphor that then turned out to be true times a thousand um wow. Cause yeah, like, I mean, it's just what Zach. What do you think the fan base is like? Done quintuple. I mean, it's ten I times, mean, yeah, like,
1: it's,
3: like, I'll like, say,
1: and I and I know that I speak for Leo too when I say that. Like, the most important thing for us about this is that it's very cool to just see like our friends talk about it, our family talk yeah. about it. Yeah. it's cool that like our family and friends can be proud to like say like, oh, we know the composer. That that I think makes us feel special, and obviously, we're we've been incredibly proud of the show and our work. And it's done a lot for us career wise too. Like we're, and we love the people we work with. It's like an amazing crew. Um, and we're just happy that everyone kind of gets to watch it now and, and see how how great of a show it is. And the best part is that season three we think is the best season. So <laughs> yeah. like, people are gonna get really excited. Also, there's nothing on TV. So they're gonna get extra right. excited. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing else to watch. So you better watch yeah. season three.
0: Well, Leo, I think that last interview you said that uh, this actually concert actually inspired some stuff you could, for season three score you guys were working on. Yeah.
2: yeah, the the concert was like an awesome musical experience that allowed Zach and I to really like work out like the material because like when we're writing cues for Cobra Kai, especially in season one and also in season two, like sometimes they're pretty short and like a real banger is only like a minute long. Um, And actually one comment that we would always get like with the first couple soundtracks is people are like, oh my God, I love this track. I wish it was longer. I need like a seven minute loop. And so, you know, we weren't gonna go on stage and play a bunch of 60 second score cues and then like pack it up and call it a night. Um, So from the very get go, this was like a real uh, exercise in uh, musical development. Um, and, and I, I know I speak for Zach and, and myself in saying that like, God, that was really freaking fun. Like we just, we started going down the list and we're like, okay, like, uh, quiver, how are we going to expand it? How long do we think it should be? Do we need like a new B section? Can we, how should we use the like lineup of instruments? We've decided to like distribute those parts. Like how are we going to play it? And in the process we did kind of come up with new ideas think of ways to like expand old ideas. Sometimes it's simple as just like a reharmonization we hadn't done yet in the show. And then suddenly it's like, oh my God, how have we not used this? And like, yeah, you might hear that in season three. Um, it, it, I don't know. It just provided this whole new outlet to be creative with the material where we were away from picture and could really just think about the music. Um, I, Zach, do you have some stuff to expand on that?
1: No, I think that was great. I don't... He's right. spot on. There's a lot of stuff in yeah, season three I, that we, that we yeah, took from I,
2: it. And we can't, like, honestly, like, I don't think we could overstate how, um, I don't know, just how, like, fun the process of putting the live show together was. Like, um,
0: yeah. Total blast. It was fun to experience. So, um, thanks so let's for coming. Talk about the video game that you guys uh, just did a score for. A couple, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. To Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid saga continues. It's this fun side-scroller available. Uh, was it different, like, you know, uh, taking you doing a, a video game score compared to the TV series?
1: It was a very interesting um, experience for uh, a couple reasons. We hadn't done a game before. So when you do a game, you're mostly, you're not scoring the game like to picture. We normally work when we have Cobra Kai, we have the episode up on our screens. We're, you know, we're literally scoring the scene with a video game. You're just kind of writing music. You're, say, you're given like a tone. You say like, hit the tone, hit the, is it a boss battle? Is it a neutral kind of thing? Um, but you're not, you know, you're not scoring something on screen. It's just a different, and it's also happening simultaneously to the developers working. So it was a different um, like set of, of creative skills that you need to work with. It's kind of actually like working with the live band. Like you're almost like creating songs, really. Um, the interesting thing I think came from the fact that um because we do the music for the show like by nature of us just doing the music for the game it was going to sound like Cobra Kai so there was never any their biggest note was like we just wanted to sound like Cobra Kai it was like okay cool like yeah it it will it will sound like Cobra Kai so but the interesting thing too is that we were not allowed to use um due to like licensing issues we were not allowed to use any material from the television show so all the music in the game is brand new Think of it as kind of just like this like spiritual like sibling to the music it's almost like a like an ad- extended a universe a company yeah, yeah, yeah like it's a extended universe <laughs> exactly and um uh we also like to talk about how like the video game music just in general video game music is a huge influence on the cobra kai score on the tv show score and you can hear that in tracks like strike first or hallway hellscape or mall fight and people pick up on that in like youtube comments like you say like oh this reminds me of like capcom it's like yeah exactly um so it was a very natural progression uh to do this game and it really felt like cobra kai and it's like in its primordial form um and we we love we love like these types of games we grew up on them and it was just it was a total blast and we're really excited that the album was able to come out too because we were worried that we wouldn't be able to share it, um, but we did. So we're happy that it's out.
0: Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much for taking your time to talk to me. I can't wait for season three and hopefully we'll see you live again some other, uh, sometime down the road, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. I hope so, too. It's going to happen. We'll do All it. Right. We'll do All it. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah,
2: thanks for having us.
0: All right. As you can tell from that interview, I'm a huge fan of Cobra Kai series and, of course, My fandom goes back to being a fan of the original Karate Kid trilogy back in the 80s. You know, I was born in 79. I loved all three of those movies. I remember when Karate Kid part three came out, there was a new movie theater that opened where I grew up near in Serena Park, Maryland. And it was like July 4th weekend. And if you lined up, you could be able to see Karate Kid part three for free. I remember just waiting in line for a long line wrapped around the building, like worried I wasn't able to to see the movie. we got in and it was so awesome so it's interesting because um nowadays i feel like i'm more more fan of the the kids in the series and the adults that i loved as a kid so and how this interview got put together was uh so san diego comic-con did a thing called sam last week which basically stands for storytelling across media and it was virtual this year And Leo was part of one of the panels, and they did like a virtual press room thing. And I asked him about the uh, Whiskey A Go-Go thing, and then Zach couldn't make it. And then luckily we were able to uh, set up an interview later that week with both of them so I can dive into more detail because the concert experience was awesome. I didn't get to tell them this, but I remember going there. I was like, I don't think I can make it all day because... I was at E3 all throughout the day. I mean, if you don't know, E3 is a huge video game convention. So I was covering that. Then there was the Indie Mix, which is like independent developer's video game thing. They had their press night that night. So I went to cover that, you know, carrying my camera equipment all day. Then I, you know, drove to the Whiskey a Go Go. I think at the time, this is when I still lived in the Los Angeles area. And I, you know, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try to make it through at least half the set because I was just so exhausted. And the show was so amazing. And, you know, most of the cast were there. and They all came out on stage at the very end. If you missed it, go to bonniebuzz.com. There's photos and videos, you know. You can search uh, Cobra Kai and find that. And you can find a bunch. We've interviewed the cast a bunch. And speaking of, we're going to take it back to my first met, Zach and Leo. And it was at the Paley Center for Media in Beverly Hills. It was the season two premiere and they were the first ones I interviewed, and they were plug-in, actually, their upcoming Whiskey Go-Go concert. So take it away, Mr. Robot Voice Guy.
1: Interview with cast of Cobra K, Ralph Macchio, Mary Mauser, Gianni DiCenzo, Tanner Buchanan, Courtney Hangler, Hannah Keppel, and Jacob Bertrand, along with composers Leo Bierenberg and Zach Robinson.
0: Hey now, Steve Severs for Bionic Buzz. We're here at the Paley Center for Media here in Beverly Hills for a special screening of the season two of Cobra Kai. We're gonna be sweeping legs and showing no mercy all across this red carpet, so let's go see who we can talk to. Awesome guys, well, I'm a big fan of the season one. Talk about composing, you brought a lot of rock elements to it, which I'm a yeah, fan a
1: ton of. of a ton of rock. ton of rock. We knew that uh, we needed to play like Johnny's side, his music that yeah. we don't really get in Karate Kid, and this is a dude that's still stuck in 1984. Yeah, so yeah. we needed to channel that through score. We like to say
2: it's like the, the, the sounds that he hears in his own mind when he's thinking about himself. Uh, very uh, badass and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, badass. How, it's how he hears
1: badass. himself.
0: <laughs> My favorite part I think Miguel actually got into the soundtrack was like, oh, I was listening to Quiet Riot last night. Like, this stuff's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it honestly, like, we, we have a lot of influence from hair metal, and Quiet Riot is one of those. Bands that we were like, okay, yeah, we can try to sound like that. And we're actually playing a show at the Whiskey A Go-Go yeah, in June, out, so oh, yeah. which is like the most apt place that we could possibly play. Uh-huh.
2: This score of all scores, like it's perfect for that venue.
1: Yeah. a date? Where... I like to think it's where Johnny you went yeah. frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 seemed like
0: partying behind the crew back in the oh, day. Yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah. So yeah. some yeah.
2: beers, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Very nice. So when is the show? When
1: can we come see you guys at Whiskey? Uh, uh, June 12th. And we go on at uh, 930. 9.30. It's going to be a full band. Uh, we got some special guests yep. coming. Oh. Yep. I'm not going to say who necessarily, but if you're but fans of Cobra guy, they're special. They're special. Yeah. All right. Was there
0: a way we can stay up to date? Website, social
1: media-wise, you guys? I'm sure you to have
0: more shows yeah, after Twitter,
1: that. Twitter, at Leo Bierenberg. At Zach Robinson, uh, and yeah, it's you go to the Whiskey's website. I think if you just type it in Google too, take yeah. web, anything, yeah. yeah.
0: Congratulations on all the success from season one. How does it feel after feel seeing that all the success? Because a lot of people are like, I don't know about this, but it was really good. I, I binge watched. It.
2: Yeah, it's it's really amazing. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation going into it. Like, is this going to be good? But after it came out, I think people finally saw that we're respecting the story, you know, we're taking good care of it. And there was a lot of positive feedback.
0: Cool. So for your character, I mean, your two best friends are kind of in this Karate Kid world, man, uh, are we see more development? or you going try to get in the world, or are you kind of maybe get your own new friends group or something?
2: Yeah, Dimitri goes through a lot of struggles this second season, kind of deciding whether or not he should be in this karate world, even though we saw that he's not really made for them. Yeah. <laughs> he gets flipped around a lot. So yeah, there's definitely that struggle going on in season two.
0: Congratulations on all the success of season one. Oh, thanks, man. Thank cool. you. I think I related the most to your character in season <laughs> one because I had a speech impediment, I was born dyslexic, and I wasn't karate got me a show, but <laughs> music got me a show. It was really cool seeing karate do that for your character. Mm-hmm. Also, I knew you had the confidence to talk to people and so to good girls, you
3: know? Yeah, uh, I got bullied a lot when I was a kid, and I loved the arc of Eli. I yeah. thought that was so cool, and I think it's really fun to see what Cobra Kai does for kids in this generation and how, you know, everybody reacts to it. I love just how the writers just implement all of these different factors and all of these different characters and just have so much tension in the show. I, I love it. What well, can you tease for season two? We're gonna see a new
0: hairdo, <laughs> more tattoos, more, uh, more girls you're gonna
3: get. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm always pushing like, guys, like, give me a motorcycle, give me yeah. more tattoos.
3: Like, uh settle down, settle down. Uh, I guess I could tease that there definitely maybe might be another tattoo. Uh, The new hairstyle definitely comes with some personality changes. I mean, Kreese is back in the dojo, so he's definitely influencing all the Cobras. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't want to give away too much. you got to watch the show, but... The character, oh, there's so much more depth to Moon. Um, she's very independent, and I'm really excited about some of the relationships that happen between Moon and some of the other characters, so I think that's something to look out for. But overall for the show, look out for some new drama, wonderful new characters, and the fighting is next level in this season. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Looking forward to
0: season two. I feel like the training wheels are finally going to be off for you. Your dad's finally going to let you fight. You're finally going to be Trained, I guess, fully right. Yes, I, I guess, t- traditionally trained, yeah. right. No more
3: waxing those Larusso cars. No, no more waxing <laughs> We've those Larusso cars. we got the car now. Yeah. Nice, cool. Well, I like the
0: the trailer. You guys are on like this floating thing in the backyard. or where... talk about that scene.
3: Uh, that actually was my favorite scene almost of the whole season to film. It was so one-of-a-kind, crazy experience. Um, I like I was saying that um, Hurricane Michael was blowing through the day that we were filming that. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. we were in the freezing cold water. We had wetsuits on underneath our uh, tank tops and leggings because, you know, it's sunny California. As much um, as we could. It, we the, They were cut-up wetsuits. Yes. Uh-huh. And by the time we got in and realized that a wetsuit doesn't work when it's cut up, uh-huh. we, 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 we decided just, we just bare We just bare trapped all the cold, cold water yeah. inside. Next to our skin, it was pretty hilarious. But you know what? I feel stronger for it. Yes. <laughs> have I never
0: heard there was yellow jackets. End up filming there?
3: There were yellow jackets oh, geez, all through Miyagi's backyard. <laughs> backyard. I think that needs to be like some new kind of technique, is like poke uh, the beehive from oh, Hina, yeah. and just like get it to go away. <laughs>
0: Congratulations to season one. You're kind of like the peacemaker in the series. I know. You know?
3: I know. Because they're
0: all so crazy. Yeah, so is that more continuing? <laughs> Uh, season two or more like I got a sign with my husband kind of cuz they keep getting crazier. So someone's got to be like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You guys are like 50 years old <laughs> Stop it. We're not in high school anymore. You're gonna
1: pull something important <laughs> stop Yes. <laughs> kind of yeah, that's kind of what happens
2: right
4: Miyagi-do karate and go take the wisdom that he learned from mr. Miyagi and and shed that on to the younger generation in the San Fernando Valley because in his eyes they're gonna be contaminated by the negativity of Cobra Kai. So he initially sets out to bring down Cobra Kai and shortly realizes my job is to show a better way. Well, he learns soon that just because he knows knowledge of a subject, he may not have that Miyagi touch, if you will, and has to skin his knees and take some hits on he's not doing well with it. He has to find his own way to reach the students. Which is part of the arc of the first season of uh, the second season sorry the first half of the second season and then from there he has to um uh, figure out what to how to um to build more of that business but in the process his business becomes a little neglected his family becomes a little neglected and his wife becomes a little neglected so now his hurdles in the second half of the season are how to rebalance and recalibrate his life because what's Karate is about? Balance,
0: yeah? All right Alright, so now we're going to jump to San Diego Comic-Con to Entertainment Weekly's famous after party. I got to cover the red carpet and I got to talk to two of the cast members. I actually got to ask them some questions about season two. So take it away, Mr. Robot Voice Guy.
1: Interview with cast of Cobra K, Hollow Mari Duenya, and Tanner Buchanan.
0: Hey now, it's Steve Stevens for Bionic Buzz. We're at the annual Entertainment Weekly San Diego Comic-Con After Party here at The Float at the Hard Rock Hotel. It's going to be amazing red right? carpet, let's go see who we can talk to. I saw you at the Paley Center, now I could actually talk about
3: season two. Yeah, you know exactly.
0: What an ending. Oh my goodness, season three. Yes, seven. for both of
3: us.
1: Yeah, We both don't know what's happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, talk to the- You guys guys were at the uh, Whiskey for the... uh, Yes, yeah, Whiskey-a-Go-Go.
3: That was pretty cool, huh? That was, I had no clue that Billy uh, was gonna perform. He ended up uh, getting on and and playing a guitar to his own uh, theme song, so that was really awesome. Did
0: you play? You gonna jump up next
3: time? No, I I didn't get to play, but I played drums though, so it wouldn't be as like he he serenaded the group, whereas we'll make a band out of it. I was about to say we'll, we'll make a we'll, we'll make, make a band. band. I'll, I'll pick up second guitar. Billy yeah, can do go. lead yeah, guitar. Sholo like yeah. can do drums, and then we'll get we'll get, we'll get Jacob get... in on vocals. Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> I love
0: be the, the band. It's got to be something
3: like '80s. Style, know, like, yeah. oh. Something about vipers <laughs> <laughs> or cobras. Some snakes. <laughs> there you go. Nice, the vipers. Nice. Go. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Talk about
0: the training you have to do? Before.
3: Uh, the training is pretty intensive. We uh, luckily last year we got a head start, and we trained for about a, a month uh, with Simon Ree and Hedo, uh, really great uh, stunt coordinators/slash trainers. And uh, you know, while we're out there, we get little to no time to to you know yeah. uh, practice our fights before uh, they happen. But uh, I think it all panned out. Our, our season finale I would think is one of the best of a show ever.
0: Oh seriously, how long did it take to shoot that final school fight
3: season? Well it took took two weekends uh, over the course of four days, but we like to say it didn't even really get to take four days because the last two days we were running two units and then the last day we were running three different units. So everybody was all over the place, we didn't get much time, but we got it done.
0: It turned out amazing guys, we can't wait for season three, congratulations. All right, we got one more Cobra Kai throwback interview. And this one takes place at My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising, L.A. premiere, and the actor who plays Miguel. And I always butcher his name because I'm dyslexic. That's why I got Mr. Robot Voice Guy here at the podcast to help me out. It's funny because he – if you've been listening to how he says Cobra Kai, it's really funny. <laughs> anyway, so he gives us a little tease of season three. In this one, and it's actually really cool because on the red carpet of this, he actually remembered me because, like, I've interviewed him. There's one interview I, I don't have in this podcast, but I was back at the um, what Comic Con was that? It was some Palm Springs, that's it. I interviewed him at the Palm Springs Comic Con, and I was right after season one, and I didn't include that in this one, but you can go to bonicbuzz.com. Check out all the interviews. Like I said, check out the footage from the whiskey a go go thing. All you to do is go to search, go Cobra Kai, and while you're there, please, please subscribe to our YouTube and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Everything's at Bonic Buzz. Your support is very needed, and I'm very thankful for you listening because the more stuff you follow on this the more great contact we get to you so thank you so much for tuning in we'll see you next time here at the Bonic buzz celebrity interview podcast i'm steve stevers thank you so much take it away mr robot Bush guy hey now steve stevers for Bonic buzz we're here at the my hero academia hero rising la premiere it's gonna be amazing red carpet let's go see who we can talk to nice to see you, to M&A. see you again man
3: What's going on? Are they filming Cobra Christ Season 3 yet? Are they finished actually, yet? Yeah, yeah, we're finished. It'll come out in the next couple of months. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited for that, you yeah. know? It's going to be great. It's probably my favorite season. So, speaking of tonight, man, you big anime fans, superhero fans? Honestly, I'm not big on the anime scene, but My Hero There's a, like My Hero definitely got me into the world, and now I've kind of like expanded yeah, so my horizons.
0: Like a, a lot of people tell me on this mm-hmm. what I actually like
3: this a I, I, I love it. I'm so excited to be here, man, and and uh, watch the movie. I, I I couldn't be happier. Very nice. All right. Training any new like training you have to do for
0: Cobra Kai three. I know you probably can't talk about the season arc or anything.
3: Yeah. Honestly, uh, the the only training I have to do is uh, is uh, laying unconscious for right now. But uh, <laughs> but, 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 but we'll see we'll see we'll in see season how long three, you're man. Yeah, 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 Yeah. (laughs) of course.
2: Awesome, man. Well, it's such a pleasure to see you again, man. Take care.